we should have played this you against me because I, I would have nailed. You know what, Devin? Isn't that always the case? <laughs> Other than Adam Sandler? Well, then you got to come up with the games then. <laughs> I, I'm the game master. You're the game you player. You are the game master. Although I wonder if people enjoy me getting them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast. Um, person playing the quizzes. Horrible. Sucks. Really bad at it. I know, guys. I know I am. I, I do, though, try. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you. Maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Overboard, and wherever you're listening, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe, and if you ever want to reach out about anything on the pod or you want to become, you know, a little bit more of a, a member of the podcast, we do so much stuff on our Instagram, at Romcom Rewind, so, I mean, the one thing you can do right now is just throw us a follow. Uh, Sarah responds to 100% of our DMs, every single one of them, like this DM from Amber. Uh, last week said, hey guys, new listener from Australia here. Just found your podcast and I've only listened to two episodes so far, Barbie and The Devil Wears Prada, but I already love it. Your dynamic is amazing and the flow of the episodes as you review the movie is seamless and really in-depth. I really enjoy the fun fact segments too. I clearly have a huge backlog of your episodes to get through. Yeah! Um, (laughs) So not sure if you've covered these movies yet. Uh, She wants to hear Chasing Liberty. That has Mandy Moore. What's your number? Chris Evans and Anna Ferris. That's a good one. Now, she's listed two that we have done, and I see further down in the messages, Sarah, and you you and Sarah have been back and forth. Mm -hmm. She has now watched or listened to our episode on Crazy Stupid Love and Friends with Benefits. Can I tell you something that I'm worried about regarding our friend Amber from Australia? (laughs) Okay. So, um, we have a new son, Wells. He's just over a year old. Yes. And um, Bluey, I'm not sure if any of our listeners are familiar with, fantastic show. So good. Four kids so good. from Australia. I'm really worried our son Wells, Canadian, <laughs> is going to grow up with like an Aussie accent just because <laughs> like I... He'd have to watch so much Bluey and he doesn't watch so much Bluey. But have you seen the videos of like these British kids who watch Miss Rachel yes. and they... They end up with American accents <laughs> yeah. from Miss Rachel. Certain words, right? Like, yeah, certain of words. Tomato, they say tomato. Yeah. 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 And Blue, like, okay, as far as kids shows go, Bluey is actually kind of entertaining. I love Bluey. I, I like Bluey. Yeah, me too. So our movie is Overboard. It's a 1987 romantic comedy directed by Gary Marshall. It's the story of Joanna Staten, played by Goldie Hawn. Joanna is filthy rich. She lives a life of style and luxury and fortune on her yacht with her husband, Grant Staten III, played by Edward Herman. Uh, Joanna, while in the seaside town of Elk Cove, Oregon, hires a carpenter to remodel her closet on her yacht. This carpenter is Dean Prophet, played by Kurt Russell. Joanna and Dean have a bitter argument, but, and I'll just kind of summarize a lot of this because we'll talk about it in the pod. Through a series of strange and unfortunate events, Joanna ends up with total memory loss, amnesia after an accident where she falls off her yacht. Some would say she fell overboard. And after she is not claimed by her husband, Grant, she ends up in a web and a string of lies regarding her past with Dean, who now claims that she is her wife. She is his wife. Excuse me. That's your lead-in for Overboard. What are your thoughts? She had power. Taste. 
What is this gelatinous muck? Style. Are you going to bring me my lemon or do I have to squeeze it from my hat? And amnesia. Seems a mystery woman was picked up by the Elk Cove Garbage Cow shortly after midnight. Excuse me, miss. Can you tell me your name? Of course I know my name. It's... Okay, I actually really liked this movie. I thought um, the story was very uh, fun, compelling. I mean, they even have done a, a remake of this movie um, in 2018 with Anna Ferris. Which I honestly didn't hear too much about, so I don't know. I have how seen s- it. Oh, you have? Yes, but it's kind of like what they did with She's All That. They like did the reverse, um, if I recall correctly. Anna Ferris is the dean. Okay. And then her co-star is um, the amnesia-ridden amnesia yeah, okay. um, person, right? They wakes up. He wakes up and he doesn't remember. And uh, I believe he has to like play the part of her significant other. Very, very similar. I was going to say. Same name, 2018. Having, having it. seen it not that long ago, comparatively, right. like. Yes. Yeah. Is, it, is it? I think it's, it's a fun movie. I mean, Anna Ferris is great, but this movie specifically... It was a lot of fun. I really liked it. You know, we did Splash from 1984 a few weeks ago. Um, I thoroughly enjoy this movie a lot more than that one. Um, Just, again, 80s. But I found the story very compelling. It was fun. It was easy to follow along with. It was funny. The actors and actresses, uh, they did a great job. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, it's funny 80s movies, and you know what, the 80s is going to get a lot of uh, screen time on your pod this week, because it's just, I mean, we just did Splash, which is so fresh in our minds, and you know, we, we were a little bit critical of Splash when we did it. Listen, the 80s were strange, weird, outrageous, and silly, and I think you can say all those things about mm-hmm. Overboard, and as well as Splash. With that said, like, this film... And yeah. I know, like, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, were, they were married at the time of filming, right? I don't know if they were, were like, together. actually married, but they're together. They were together. Yeah. Okay. I could see the chemistry. For sure. I could feel it. And it mm-hmm. made it charming, and it made the zaniness charming and endearing. Um, whereas, you know, another aforementioned 80s movie, I just didn't quite feel that magic. Like, um, um, Say Anything. John Cusack. Right. I could see the chemistry. Mm-hmm. So no matter how weird and zany and wild 80s that film got, I was like, I can still, you know, you're still going to ground me with the love story. Same with Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, I, I'm going to take a quick shot at Splash. I didn't see the love, guys. I'm sorry. This one, Overboard, I can see the love. So I'm like, I'm here for however weird and crazy it gets. And let me tell you, it it gets freaking weird, guys. Like, this film does get <laughs> odd. Okay. <laughs> It was just a funny time. It was a fun time. Like, I liked a lot of those movies that came out. I mean, I didn't like Coneheads, but we know that. Let's dive in. So we have Dean. He's our main character. He's a carpenter. And we see him going to a huge yacht called the Immaculata. Okay, yeah, yeah, keep going. I've already got a game to play, but I feel like we can't just scream out of the gates with the game. But okay, okay. okay. I'll tee up the game a little bit. Mm. Before any of that happens, Sarah, right. I feel like this happens every episode. You try to start oh the story, and then I'm like, no, 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 no. The song. No, no, no. The opening credits was this friggin' okay. 
Let me set the stage and then we can play the game. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll set the stage of the song. Though. Okay. Because we had three minutes of opening credits. <laughs> we did. Just like this person. And then you're like executive <laughs> sound producer. And you're like, why are we naming all these? Who are these they people? They used to do the credits at the beginning, maybe? A hundred percent they yeah. used to do the credits at the beginning. But it's like three minutes and it was not a licensed song. It was a song <laughs> in the background that they made, yeah. presumably, only for this movie. Uh, so it's like the soundtrack to the movie. And it keeps on coming back. And like anytime they had to change scenes, it was that like classic 80s synth, like do, 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 like whatever. It's and like then we they're brainwashing scene. you, you know, whenever it comes on, you like want to listen. Feels a little, it yeah. feels like fever dreamish, you know, it's kind of odd. Anyway, Actually, so that's how we opened and then we get to actual, actual dialogue and right. stuff. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. I think I'm going to have to start, you know, telling us how it opens. How dare you? With what song? Because exactly. Devin really wants me to make sure that you all know. It, it, it sets the vibe mm. for the whole film. It, this weird I 80s. mean, this specific one, yes, it does, because it trails on throughout the whole entire Just movie. Just continues. Okay, so we have Dean. He's a carpenter. He goes up to a huge yacht named Immaculata. The wife aboard wants her closet redone. Her name is Joanna, and Grant is her husband, who is played by Edward Herman. Like we mentioned, grandfather in Gilmore Girls. Joanna is very spoiled and rich and is dressed in a high-cut white bathing suit, smoking a long cigar with a white, like, a very prominent... Um, um, shoulder pads, Captain's sparkly coat, and she is absolutely a total B to him. She tells him that he has 48 hours to complete the closet. She really is the essence of rich and spoiled. She comes out to see him. He tells her that he's done, but she refuses to pay because it's done in oak and not cedar because How she wants dare you. Yes, everything protected. And um, he says, okay, well, I'll redo it. And she says, no, I'm not paying you. I'm not paying you anything. Did it take you like five to ten seconds to fully realize that that was Goldie Hawn? You know what? Throughout this entire movie, I knew it was Goldie Hawn, but I have to say her and her daughter, Kate Hudson, look so much alike. (laughs) Like throughout this movie, I'm like, this sounds or the the mannerisms is Kate Hudson. Like it's crazy. And and, and this is going to be like ignorant male trying to explain hairstyles. Uh, and please chime in, Sarah, to help me out. to know where this is going. But like Goldie Hawn, you're picturing the, it's not a blowout. It's like oh, the, the hair, like da- yes. da- down hair. Down hair. Down okay, hair. So hair that is down. Uh, not frizzy, but just like lots of volume. Right. You know, am I, is that appropriate? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like actual sure. hair stuff. Yeah. Any, like, like kind of how she was towards the third part in this film. Yes. Where, you know, she's It's living- almost like crimped. Her hair is almost crimped. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So when we start and it's like hard slick it's back. In a, it's in a top bun, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that is Goldie Hawn, yes. And I'm watching and I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, yes. That's that's the <laughs> that's love interest. That's our main Got character. It. Like Goldie Hawn is iconic, but seeing her like that, I'm like, that's that's not the Goldie Hawn we know and love. <laughs> anyway, her, her and Dean have it out. And then, so she refuses to pay because right. it's made in the wrong wood variety yes. and he just d- lets loose he lets her have it oh, crying. you know what your problem is huh you're so goddamn bored you got to invent things to bitch about you haven't got a single thing on this earth to do except for your hair yeah your closet was fine you just needed something to take up your useless empty nail polishing toe polishing rich bitch, sun tanning days yeah. 
And then she actually pushes him overboard into the water and throws all of his tools over too. And I was like, no, that's not the overboard we're looking for. Not, <laughs> not a lot of water safety in this movie, guys. The amount of people that fall overboard. And and they make it so like, uh, there's a, somebody went overboard. Oh, so-and-so's overboard. It's quite funny. So Dean comes home to find the principal. And um, I will say that Dean and his family have just moved to this town. Um, although one thing that I want to talk about. This is so classic 80s, Sarah. Yes, I know what you're going to bring up. I do want to talk about how he, so him and his family have just moved here. And I'm not sure whether he like grew up there and then moved away and then came back, but I don't think so. But he seems to already have like best friend Billy and other people who like know him and say like, oh, that's just Dean or like, oh, Dean, can you do this for me or blah, blah, blah. Like he's already very well known in the town. Like, I don't get it. Classic 80s. It's like they had the, they, they wrote the dialogue and then they're like, but no, he needs to be well known. <laughs> they're like, we're not going to reshoot it, though. So we'll just leave it that way. Yeah. He's new to town, but everybody already knows him. Right. It's a plot hole. Who cares? Yeah. We're just we're just rolling with it. And hey, if we miss the <laughs> fact that he was actually from there, let us know. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe there's like a really quick line. Yeah. They they shoehorned yeah. in somewhere, but I don't think there was. I also thought I'm like, know. wait, I thought he was new. Yeah. Here. How does he already have a best friend named <laughs> Billy who like he has business plans with? I'm so confused. Maybe Kurt Russell is just really good at making friends maybe, with people. Maybe. And I, I would believe it. Yeah. So he gets home to find the principal slash teacher um, of the local high school or local school where the kids will be starting out on Monday. And we find out that his wife, Dean's wife, actually passed away years before. And it's just him taking care of all his four kids. Okay. We're not going to play the game. We're going to. And RCR fam, please help us out with this. Send us some DMs because I've gone off on a tangent about this. Rom-coms do this as a way to, I guess, alleviate the male protagonist oh, yes. from any of red flags, from any faults. Red flags. Yeah. A thing that rom-coms love to do, if you have an <laughs> older male protagonist, especially one with oh kids. Oh my God, it's so true. Why is it, why, how does he have kids? Or, the uh, wife died. Yeah, just yeah, always yeah. kill the former yes. wife. And now Kurt yeah. Russell becomes endearing. He be, Oh, he's just a single dad struggling. He's a widower. You know, like you immediately yeah. feel so much better. Better about him yes. being like not a deadbeat dad, but just oh being not God. a present parent. And not only that, like the kids just take on their new mother. Like, <laughs> come on in, mom. I'm totally fine with it. I have no like, you know, terrible, sad thoughts about my own mom dying. But hey, mom. What, what was it? Falling <laughs> in love did that. I mean, they weren't married, oh but gosh. like, I think the guy had a fiance. She died. And then yeah. it's like, oh, he's so much more lovable because his. <laughs> it's an automatic. You, it's like you have sympathy like... towards him and you're like, oh, my gosh. You're totally fine in my book. Like, you can do whatever. Seriously, let's talk it out, guys. Like somebody obviously was committed enough to this man that they wanted to spend the rest of their life and with have him. Four children, and and they died. Yes. So now it's like he's still a lovable bachelor, just with kids, and right? You, you know, he's got some baggage, but like you can handle it. What, what, anything can. Anything what is the friggin'? We need to give it a name because it's happened like Ooh. five or six times in recent memory that I can even think of. There must be so many more examples. Oh, of for it. sure, for sure. The male protagonist with a widower. It's the green, green flag widow. Green flag. Oh, green flag. Hey, you know, might be onto like something. That. Green flag widow. Or widowed green flag. Or I don't know. I don't There's know. something there. We we can come up with a catchy <laughs> name. Because like it automatically takes away all the red flags, right? They're oh. all green. They're green, all green. Green, 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 green. The wife died, guys. It's fine. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> so morbid. <laughs> Dean is not a good father, but it's okay because his wife died. Right. Yes. Uh, so back on the yacht, it's nighttime now and Joanna forgets uh, her wedding ring. She forgot her wedding ring on the deck. So she goes up to get it. And this is where the true overboard fall up. Uh, the true overboard happens. Joanna falls into the water. She falls it, overboard because it's very windy outside. Is this the true overboard? I think the true one is at the end of the movie. Okay, anyway, well, we don't this need is to... the first one. Yeah, yeah. Well, well technically the, the second, second one. one. Yeah. This is the one where she loses um, her memories and has amnesia. This title is so aptly named. Anyway, it keep is. going. So what the next morning, a newscaster says they found a mystery woman and was picked up by a garbage scow and she has amnesia and doesn't remember anything. Joanna's husband, Grant, wakes up on the yacht and has the TV on and sees his wife in the hospital. But again, has amnesia, so she doesn't remember anything and doesn't even remember her name. But she definitely still has her spoiled attitude and is bossing everyone around. Grant goes down to collect Joanna at the hospital with a police officer. The police officer asks him, you know, is this her? And he sees how rude she's been to the medical staff and says, "Uh, no, I've never seen her in my life. He goes back to the yacht and tells the staff on the yacht that Joanna left him and he wants to party. <laughs> so because of everything Joanna's been doing at the hospital, they've moved her into an, a psych area. When you say everything she's been doing, she's been an oh, ass yes, to, everybody. to everyone, she's, the doctors, the nurses. She's absolutely a spoiled brat, um, flaunting her money, which she doesn't remember that she has. But she assumes she was rich. Yes. You know, she like has this like, you know, very hoity toity, you know, snobbiness up to her. And uh, Dean is at a bowling alley because he bowls. We, we, I guess, find out and sees Joanna on the news as this mystery woman with amnesia. And he comes up with the idea that he's going to pretend to be her husband because he knows that her actual husband skipped out on her. Uh, we see this on the news as well. And he wants to get back at her because he did. Uh, he wasn't paid by Joanna when and he's he did the closet. thinking, I'm going to bring her home. I'm going to make her do all this housework. And at $50 a day, after like a month, she'll have paid the bill of what it actually would have cost. For me to make that closet for. Yeah. It's kind of exactly. how he maths it out. Yes, yes. And he thinks it's hilarious. He thinks it's such a funny prank and gag to like put on her. Not put on her. Like this no. has got to be so illegal, right? <laughs> oh, There's got to be so many laws being absolutely. broken. Absolutely. Is that, it's kidnapping. That, that is kidnapping. This is kidnapping. 100%. Um, that's, yeah, that's so many more things. I'm sure there's maybe a lawyer listening who can let us know all the infractions that Dean Prophet yes. is infracting. Um, He's profiting <laughs> off of her. Wow. Memory loss. That's Sarah's <laughs> dad joke of the day. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I forgot his last name was Prophet. Okay, so Dean gets to the hospital and he totally plays it off. She doesn't remember him at all and was like, this is not my person. There's zero recognition, but he plays it up saying that this missing link person is not my husband. Oh, Annie, please. Annie. Annie. Right? No, that's not right. That's not my name. This is completely crazy. Honey, everything's going to be okay now. I am your husband. My name is Dean Prophet. We've been married for 13 years. You know, she was in the Navy, that her name is Annie, what her maiden name was, where she grew up, where they met, the whole story down pat. He gets away with it by saying he, she has a strawberry-colored birthmark high up on her butt. So he gets to take her home. No, like, no ID, yeah. no marriage certificate, no nothing. The doctors just want her out of the hospital because she's causing so much pro like so many problems that, like, get out of our hair. Dean's four boys are even in on it. They went and bought dresses for her. I mean, 10,000 times too big, but 
that's fine. She wears them anyway. And again, he creates this storyline where she lost a lot of weight and that's why they're so big on her. She meets the boys and she can't believe she has children is basically dying in this new new life. She even tries to make dinner and it's an absolute disaster. Dean has some fun with her by making her sleep on the couch and it starts to rain and she can't sleep because she has to hold pots so that the rain doesn't get on her. And then the piano is playing on beside her because the raindrops are just dripping on the keys. But she has a dream that is actually a memory. And the next morning, Dean gives her a whole list of chores to do. And this is our montage for the movie. I've never had this. A montage of chores being done. And and horribly done, too. She's like got a chainsaw in one scene. You're like, <laughs> yes. oh my God, this is dangerous, guys. Yes. But they just put this poor lady oh through the ringer. Oh, God, it's so funny. I mean, it's awful. It's awful. I would... Not not want anyone to go through this, but it is quite I mean, funny. It's like, teed it's up to movie, be hilarious, right? and it movie. is. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. This is all make believe. This didn't actually <laughs> happen. So yeah, Goldie Hawn gets put through the ringer. And I have to say, okay, like I don't know if you noticed this, Devin, but all the cleaning products getting product placement. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, it. yeah. There were a few like cleaning products of like, uh, I think Dawn was in there and there were a few others that I was just like, this is hilarious because like the way the certain way she held the bottle was clearly to the camera. I thought it was funny. So I'm so glad you brought up the montage because it's actually a great opportunity to play our game. Yay. During that montage, I'm, I'm guessing, actually, I can't remember, but I'm assuming <laughs> that that song, the theme song for the movie, probably played during the montage. Oh, I'm sure it did. It yes. played, honestly, about 15 times throughout the movie. They didn't license any actual music for this. They're like, say. we're just going to make a theme song. We're going to play it during the opening credits and we're going to play the hook to it. Every time there's like a montage or a scene change or anything, which yeah. is so 80s. And it also feels very 80s, mm, the song. Mm -hmm. It's like you can. It totally does. You're right. You're right. You can hear it and it'll bring you right back to okay. the 80s. So how well do you know your 80s like songs, though? Like, you know I, what? I don't think it's going to be on par with my Adam Sandler knowledge, oh but God, I shall so do good my at best. That. Yes, actually. And thank you to those who messaged. Um, oh, did you get fan mail about I your freaking Adam Sandler knowledge? Actually, That's um, embarrassing. somebody messaged us letting us know that at, I believe, Kent University, there is a university course on Adam Sandler Stop. movies. Yeah. Sarah could probably teach it. She's got great well, Adam Sandler knowledge. I don't knowledge. know if I could teach it, but it would be a very fun class. To Is attend. it online? We should get you in there. You oh, clearly imagine. have a zest for Adam Sandler knowledge. <laughs> um, it's funny because like they're not my absolute favorite, but I do. I, they're very entertaining. <laughs> just Go With It was an episode a few, a few uh, episodes yes. ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Sarah we did just, a little quiz. <laughs> she's got all the Adam Sandler stuff. <laughs> this is 80s though. So Correct. what I have for you is... Uh, a number of identifiable 80s theme songs. Oh, God. You need to identify them. I don't know how well I'm going to be at this, but... We're going to start a little bit more Let's difficult. Go. So it's all like oh, identifiable like t TV shows and stuff from the 80s. Mm. Some of which, however, started in the 70s and continued to be Great. popular into the 80s. You know what, though? I will say, and I don't know if this is going to help me, but at my, at my Nona's house uh, growing up we had the deja vu channel before it was the deja vu channel. Um, and they'd play like all like I dream a genie and like bewitched and stuff. Okay. So I don't know if this will help me. Well, maybe it will. What is this? Yeah. The, the title just popped up on screen. Now we're going through the, what I have got? no idea. No idea. No idea. Okay. I couldn't even guess. All right. Oh, and by the way, you listening, you can feel free to play along. I'm sure do. there are a number of you yelling at your favorite podcast yes. saying that this is MASH. MASH. Okay. And you know what? Let us know how many of that which started in like the mid 70s. Mm, it did. But yeah. remained popular into the <laughs> 80s. How about 
I never watched it. Okay, so. this one is one of my favorites. Oh, God. Oh, it's vibey, right? Can you, like, give me, like, a top three so that it's... A top three? What do you mean? Like, like multiple choice. Um. Oh my God, I can't think no, of multiple choice okay, off the top of my head. I also don't know that one either. I'm not gonna know any of these. WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, actually, you have shown me this. I think I've got DVDs of yes, it downstairs. You do. Yeah. Mm. It's embarrassing. How about the turkey oh, drop? Right. The turkey drops. <laughs> have you seen the the episode, or you? Just, I've seen the whole oh, episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You made me watch it. I'm sure so. I did. <laughs> Great show. Um, okay, this theme song has no lyrics, which I love. That was that was the title card for the main actor there. He's screaming off in a sports car. He's famous for a mustache. He's famous for a mustache? Three. No. Two. No. One. Magnum PI, baby. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Because yeah. you know what? I never watched that one. I only watched the new one. Okay, the new one that came out. We're in like, deep into the 80s here 2014. now. 2014. Okay. How about this? <laughs> Is this Michael like a... Knight, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent. It's the not a police thing. I was but just about to say, is this a police show? But it's, but it's kind of a police show. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't call it strictly uh, a police show, although you listening might be like, I, well, technically they stop crime. I actually, I would have thought that this was Magnum P.I. Um, actually, I think they might be police officers because, okay. Oh, tell me. It's Knight Rider. I have no idea, nor have I ever heard of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> David Hasselhoff. No, I never watched He's it. got a talking car. Okay, that's, the car that's absurd. Yeah, well, it's the 80s, Sarah. Okay, this one you've Throw got. Throw a mermaid go. in there and you got Splash. Ye- um, you can- the more your this one you sure would help a lot. But I do know it. Wouldn't you like to get away? I do know it, but I can't think of it. Oh, oh wait. Sarah. Yes, yes, yes. Cheers. There you go. Thank yes, God. I got one, you guys. The amount of yes. shouting happening at this podcast you was... no idea how happy I am. <laughs> you got one. <laughs> out I of... had... Okay, I did watch Cheers. So, <laughs> there you go. Okay, this one might be tough. Keep going. Oh, my God. It's not Growing Pains. Okay. It's not All My Children. Okay. I can't remember what it is. You know what, Sarah? I'll give you a point five because it is Growing Pains. It is Growing you Pains. You had it. You had it. Dang. You second-guessed yourself. Oh, my God. Listen. I did second-guess myself. Yeah, you did. I did because I also watched Growing Pains. So so we are kind of progressing through the 80s. Right. They're, they're going to get... You can clearly see where we started to watch yes, stuff because clearly. the next ones... <laughs> I'll be surprised if you don't get this. Yeah, I was just about to say, don't say that because I actually might not. You, you'll get this okay. one for sure. You've got it. And if you threw a party, Come on, Sarah. I just need to... You would see no. The... no? No. You're going to say it and I'm going to be like, oh, of course it is. It's the Golden Girls. Oh, you know, Come I never... On. I only watched a little bit of the Golden Girls. Oh, my God. I feel like there's like a revival of the Golden Girls lately, though. And I kind of want to jump on board. Kay. I want to jump on board, not overboard. Ah, wow. Zing. That's number second, two. Second there's a quota joke. of only two. So those that's, are your two. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
These last two, I think, were more popular in the 90s, but they did technically start in the 80s. All right. You know this. Full Full House. House. Yes, Full House. House. You made me second guess it by, like, giving me some weird look. Full House. Yes, I did know that one. I watched (laughs) all of Full House. Final answer, Full House. (laughs) Yeah. Now this. They're all running right now. Jumping and leaping. He jumped off a helicopter. I can picture Describing, now he's running. Now they're rowing. They're rowing. How do you not know this? Oh my God. Tell me. It's Baywatch. Oh, I never watched Baywatch. I never would have gotten that. You should have said The Beach. Yeah, that would be too obvious, Sarah. Would That's, it have been? Yes. Well, I, I thought it might not. Have. Wow, so Sarah, not... So I only got, like, 2.5. We should have played this you against me, because I, I would have nailed... You know what, Devin? Isn't that always the case? <laughs> <laughs> Other than Adam Sandler? Well, then you gotta come up with the games, then. <laughs> I, I'm the game master, you're the game you player. You are the game master. Although, I wonder if people enjoy me getting them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast. Um... Person playing the quizzes, horrible. Sucks. Really bad at it. I know, guys. I know I am. I, I do, though, try. <laughs> I do try really hard. And sometimes I come out on top. Most times I don't. Apologies. Of all the things we thought you'd be good at for trivia. I know. Like 80s knowledge, know. no. Adam Sandler, yeah. Wow, yeah. weirdly. That's I, so random. I surprised myself. <laughs> you actually, yeah, you have no idea how much I surprised myself. You kept saying, yeah, Sarah, you got that one right. I was floored, so. Yeah. <laughs> this game, though, horrible. Wow. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> really bad. But it was fun. I liked that one. <laughs> okay, back to the pod. So Dean is getting Joanna to do all the things around the house, as well as getting beer for him and his friend Billy, massaging Dean's feet. The boys pull a prank on her even uh, where they super glue her hands to plates, but she ends up fighting back and actually having fun. And you can kind of see she's falling into her role as their mom, as a wife, and her little bit of snobbiness has absolutely dissipated becoming a little bit more grounded yeah, yeah. she like sprays them with water and all the boys and even ah. dean are like oh my god wow she did it and then they like tickle her to death or whatever and yeah that's kind of the turning point in our film annie i i want to call her her actual name but yeah annie i know becoming their mom a little bit becoming, becoming part annie. of the family yeah. yeah becoming annie yeah yeah so at school the boys are misbehaving so the principal teacher calls the parents but joanna gets there first and says that she's their mother and the principal says oh how terrible you know the kids are and how their father is also terrible at being a dad and she realizes that the kids are itching and can't sit still and t- to take their test so i guess there was this test that the kids were taking and the teacher they wouldn't sit still so the teacher was you know annoyed and called their their parents because they're covered in poison oak and then she proceeds to ream out the principal slash teacher has it escaped your attention that these children have head to toe poison oak no yes but but what my children are in need of medical assistance and you can sit here and smugly lecture me on the importance of tests Tests which exist to pigeonhole children's potential, a thing which cannot possibly be measured, least of all by anal compulsive Huns. You can see Joanna taking on a very mothering role by helping all of the boys uh, in the next scene with their poison oak. Mm -hmm. 
So it seems that whenever things get tough at home, uh, Dean tends to like skip out and goes and hangs out with his friend. That night he gets home and the house is clean and he he does go to apologize to her. And later on in the movie, we do find out that Dean actually doesn't go hang out with his friends every night or, or go bowling. He actually works at a fertilizing manure company um, shoveling to get some extra money for his family. So he's not a deadbeat dad. He's just working two jobs to make ends meet. I think that's like Annie shows up late at night to try to find him and she sees him doing that. And I think it like endears him to her in like, oh, you know, he's not just blowing off every night. He's actually trying to support. And she's proud of him. Yeah. She's very proud of him. And I think you can see that's when there's a little bit of actual love Mm -hmm. coming up in their relationship. So the whole family's outside having a barbecue, playing with the kids, and Dean and his friend Billy are trying to come up with a theme for their miniature golf uh, business adventure venture that they're, they're, they're looking to get money for. And she says, why don't you guys do places like around the world, the Eiffel Tower, uh, Taj Mahal, the Grand Canyon, and they agree, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. So she's doing all the drawings and... And, and she's helping them. She's a part of it now. She's really helping them kind of get their um, get their plan put in place. The, they have the pitch and Joanna wishes Dean well and puts a tie on him and they act, they get the money. They get the money for the venture. They're super pumped. And so they quickly get to work putting everything together. Joanna's really falling into the motherly role and the wife role. And one night she's teaching Joey how to read. He asks if she's going to leave. And she says, no, I'm your mommy. I'm not going to leave. And he says, well, sometimes mommies leave. Dean gets home and wants to tell Joanna the truth about how, you know, I stole you. I kidnapped you. It's all kind of coming to a head. You can see that Dean, I think Dean is actually starting to care for her, Mm -hmm. realizing how great of a mother she is becoming. And, And I think now all of a sudden he's feeling guilty, like, oh, my God. Yeah. But she thinks that he's ashamed because he shot fish guts or fertilizer and, and all of that at night and he just can't come clean to tell her everything so he makes up this thing about how it's her birthday and he takes her out and they go to a bar and they're having drinks and they end up getting home and then they sleep together <laughs> they and they're really becoming an actual relationship mm-hmm. and an, uh, and a family so Joanna's mother, we see her at the very beginning of the movie but she is incessantly calling Grant um, Joanna's husband in, in reality. And it turns out she's been gone for two months. Joanna has been gone for two months. And now Edith, Joanna's mother, tells Grant that she's going to send somebody to find Joanna if if she doesn't hear from her in a week. Yeah. So now we're getting close to the grand unveiling of the mini golf course that Dean and his friend uh, created. The, it's kind of like a wonders of the world mini golf. Yeah, exactly. Question for you. What are the strangest real life theme parks and amusement parks in the world okay i i'm very excited to hear this yep i know of one um where we live where you put it into a toilet where there's poop not real poop but there's uh, fake poop oh i was more going with like like the an whole... entire amusement park okay. what is the theme of it like like <laughs> dollywood in um really you, you didn't know that no i had no dolly idea. parton has her own theme park yeah cool oh my god i want to go to dolly world do you also? No, there is a Hallmark movie with Dolly World, I believe. Maybe. Are you just bringing up facts about yes. Hallmark movies? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back to our movie. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I thought there was like a Hallmark themed amusement, but no, 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 no. Oh my God, that's an idea, Devin. 
Yeah, an idea for Hallmark. Like, clearly, they're no, the only... No, for me. It's trademarked. To work with Hallmark. Yeah, there you Hallmark, go. Hallmark, okay. work with me. Okay, sorry. Because you have a lot of experience with building uh, amusement parks. Just like Dean Profit here, but... Okay. Weirdest <laughs> amusement parks. <laughs> okay, okay. Tell me. Um... Okay, this one's kind of strange. There's something called Ha Par Villa in Singapore. Okay. It's literally just thousands of Chinese folklore and mythological statues and like (gasps) dioramas featuring like Confucius legends, like stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like I would feel like really kind of creeped out going there because I don't know if I'm being cursed. Right? By like the mythology and like the, you know. The main attraction Mm. is the 10 courts of hell. Oh, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's like gruesome. They're they're like depictions of. 18 um, plus. Yeah, one would think. <laughs> we don't. We don't. One we would don't. think. You know what? I've actually got another eighteen plus one on here, Sarah. Oh, really? Loveland in South Korea. Oh my God! What's that one? Uh, <laughs> literally, it's a park. I guess designed for like uh, newlyweds or like people no. from arranged marriages, where there are a hundred and forty sculptures of sexual positions. Oh my! It's like God. full like Kama Sutra. Like I guess they're like. Seeing as this you guys, this is what you could do. <laughs> Test it out to get the ball. The options, to get guys. the ball in the hole. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's so Seriously. Oh my um, God. And there are also educational sex films. What? That like screen no. through at the park. So it's just that like. so secondhand embarrassment. It's, that's it's so awkward. It's literally like, hey, if you had no sex education as a kid, just come to this place. We'll mm. tell you guys how to have sex. I it's guess, fine. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But I mean, it would be awkward if somebody behind you was like waiting for you to finish watching the video and then <laughs> was like, you know. <laughs> like, oh, what part was your favorite? Like, yeah. Or like if you walk up to somebody watching a video and they're like, oh, this is a good one. Come on in. Come on in. Join us. I also no. don't know why like, I said it in no, that voice. No. But. The next one. Okay. I, I think this is at the same place. Okay. So there's a place in Lithuania called Gurutsas Park. Probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, founded in 2001. It's like a socialist realism museum oh. with a sculpture garden of Soviet era statues. Oh, wow. And other like, like just stuff left over from the Soviet era, I guess. And I think because I also found this Soviet bunker in Lithuania that you can stay in oh. for a few hours and kind of get the feel of like, hey, if you were in a bunker... For a few hours. Here it is. This is what it would be like. Just for a few hours. I can't imagine is super exciting, but like you'll wear a gas mask. They play the Soviet anthem. You eat a typical Soviet meal. You even go through rigorous interrogations and medical checks. No, that's not a... That is not my idea of a good time. Like, that is not something I would ever go into. They give you a shot of vodka when you're done. <laughs> I would <laughs> and hope so. And here's some alcohol and away you go. That is, do they still do this? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh and I would actually assume, like, that bunker, like, I saw them as two separate things, but I'm assuming the bunker is a part of, Gruta, like, the It's like a whole thing. theme park of, like, insane. Here's what it was like Woo! during the Soviet era, yeah. That's crazy. Wild, right? Wow. Um, There is, oh, maybe our friend has, th- th- off the top of the pod, has been here. There's apparently Crocosaurus Cove in Darwin, Australia. Oh, cool. Which is like um a crocodile amusement park, but apparently they have something called the Cage of Death. <laughs> 
Oh my which is, God. D- d- I know it sounds terrifying. <laughs> you know how like they put people in cages to go see like uh, sharks I'm, and stuff. Oh, I was gonna say I'm not really familiar with people who put, are put in cages, but um, but you've seen like <laughs> you know yes, Discovery yes, go, Channel. Yeah, they to toss go, a diver in a cage. Yeah, and to go uh, diving with uh, sharks. Yeah, they they do this here with crocodiles and stuff. No, no, thank you. Yeah, dude. No, thank you. I'm good. Crocodiles scare me. Oh, like, crocodiles are scary. They're they're um very prehistoric animals that i mean so are sharks but mm, mm, mm. so we know that um saudi arabia as well as united arab emirates it's a lot of money happening in that area there is a ferrari world in united well, arab emirates yeah where i guess you can just like literally it's a track only for like ferraris it has like the what? big huge for yeah it's no. wild oh my god imagine like owning that much money that you could have a Ferrari first off and then be like, go somewhere where all only other Ferraris are there. It's like a dog park where only dogs are, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Crazy. Um, this (laughs) stupid analogy. (laughs) Exactly like that. Yeah. It's like if dogs worth millions. The other one is is a terrier. It's (laughs) not quite the same, but the next one I have is Digger Digger Land. Digger Land. Digger Land. It's um HE Services Group and All Safety Limited. Basically, it's like if you um you know how like sometimes you'll go to like fairs or you go to like a thing mm-hmm. with kids and they'll be like, hey, and there's like an excavator over there and the kids can sit in the excavator. It's the same thing, but it's an entire themed park. Wow. And I guess they let people just like, hey, you ever wanted to Work a hi ho. Here we go. Or That's like a backhoe. That's really cool. Straight there. There's three of them. Where? There's one in England. Actually, there's four of them. Wow. England. Oh, there's four in England and one in the U.S. Very cool. They're just like you ever wanted to like. You know what? <laughs> Kids love construction stuff. Oh my god! Like they love dump trucks and all of that. Like I know our son loves going to see the recycle truck and the garbage truck. Every oh, week. he loves the recycling Waves truck to them when it comes. Yeah, and like you know, just likes to watch them. Um, yeah. yeah. That's like, really cool. Like pro athletes, people in the media. No, no, no. Biggest celebrity for a child is probably just the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> so at the opening, everything goes well. He even gives her a ring because they're married. Except we then see a limo coming down the highway. Dun, dun, dun. And when they get home, the limo is there waiting. Grant is there with his lackey waiting to pick up Joanna to bring her home. And she even knows who Grant is when she gets out of the out of the truck and says oh grant how are you blah 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 and we're like oh my gosh yes you're you're grant staten the third i remember i remember i'm joanna staten oh dean i'm cured i can remember again her memory has returned All she at once. knows yeah she knows everyone that's around her she remembers who she is. And she kind of comes to the realization that Dean must have... Thank you for bringing me here and making me a wife and a mother. And Why did you do that? Why? I know why. You're that sweaty carpenter who hates me. And these are your children and you made me... Oh, God. You used me. 
back on the boat. She's looking the part, but things have changed. She wants a beer instead of champagne. Her mother and her husband, Grant, are very concerned that she won't be the way she was. She's a whole new woman. She apologizes to the wait staff even. She does tequila shots with the staff and the butler. And he actually gives her really good advice. Um, says that, you know, she had the privilege of seeing life from a whole different perspective. And, you know, it's changed who she is for the better. Yeah. She decides that she's going to take the boat and go home. And home is with Dean and his kids, who are now her kids. The kids and Dean decide themselves that they're going to go and get their mom back. They take the Coast Guard, which is hilarious. This is so funny and like would never happen. She tries to stop the yacht, well, she, that the one that she's on, but then here's the three long horns. And earlier on in the movie, there's... um. At her birthday, Dean tells her a story of um, a, a, a love story of a couple. He was at sea and she was there and uh, on land and there were three long horns and they both jumped into the water to find each other. And the tragedy, of course, because it's an old, old story that they both drowned. But knowing those three long horns was that they he was coming home to her because they loved each other. And so he... She hears the three long horns and knows that it's him and then jumps off the boat to each other. They both jump off the boat. And so we have the Coast Guard saying, we have a man overboard. We have a woman overboard. Everybody's overboard. And they go and kiss each other. And they are never leaving each other again. We do find out. So Dean says he... I can't believe you did it. Oh, I saw you jump, so oh, no. I jumped. No, no, I don't mean that. I can't believe you gave all that up just for me. I didn't. What do, you, what do you mean? Well, the truth is that it's mine. The boat, the money, everything. It's all mine. Dane! Dane, it's okay! Grant boat, doesn't own any of this yes, stuff. Yes. The boat, the money, everything's all mine. And then he faints over the side of the boat. And he asks at the very end what he could give her that she doesn't already have. And she says, a little girl. And that's our movie of Overboard. Which, honestly, like I said, a, a really charming movie it's fun there's love in it you really believe in the chemistry that's happening on screen like we said kurt russell and goldie hahn makes sense but yeah a really satisfying watch i felt quick facts goldie hahn and kurt russell's own young kids were always with them while making this movie their youngest wyatt russell took his first steps while on set Anna ferris and eugenio derbez starred in the remake overboard in 2018 with Rob Greenberg, and Bob Fisher co-directing. A loose remake of the Cary Grant, Sophia Loren comedy, Houseboat, from 1958. Kurt Russell says that this and Captain Ron from 1992 are the two movies everyone seems to have on their boats. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Roddy McDowell, who appears as Andrew the Butler, is one of the executive producers on the film. The rocking motion of the yacht kept causing members of the crew to fall asleep while shooting. During filming, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell hosted a barbecue for the whole cast and crew. Looking back on the film, Gary Marshall thinks that it's still one of the funniest pictures I've ever made. Kurt Russell's father, Bing Russell, plays the sheriff. The filmmakers didn't dress up the bowling alley. Even the sign on the television is the real thing. As of 2020, this is the second of three movies in which real-life couple Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell have appeared together as co-stars. 
Their first starring collaboration was Swing Shift from 1984, and their last was The Christmas Chronicles Part 2 in 2020. They also both appeared in the movies The One and Only, Genuine, Original Family Band from 1968, it might be the one and only genuine, but anyway. Genuine. <laughs> I, know, I don't know why I said it like that. You're thinking of Pony. I, know. <laughs> I actually think I was. Anyway, <laughs> it is the one and only genuine original family band from 1968 and the Christmas Chronicles from 2018. <laughs> genuine. I know. The Coast Guard spotter is played by Gary Marshall's son, Scott Marshall. Hector Elonzondo, the captain of the Garbage Scow, worked on all 18 of director Gary Marshall's films. They were very close friends. John Candy was considered for the role of Billy, but he turned it down as he was working on Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, also released in 1987. Joey Prophet, talking in Pee Wee Herman's voice, was an improvisation. This element was not part of the original script. Dean Prophet's old Dodge pickup was later used as the pickup that tailgated Chevy Chase and his family in the opening scenes of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation from 1989. Dean's two dogs are a blue tick coon hound and a golden retriever mutt. The plot was influenced by the Italian movie Swept Away by an Unusual Destiny in the Blue Sea of August from 1974. Riel Hunter, who played one of the young women Grant parties with on the yacht, would later admit to having an affair with North Carolina Senator John Edwards. Edwards would later admit to fathering a child with Hunter, a move that derailed his political career and his marriage. When Annie is using the chainsaw, she accidentally cuts off the scarecrow's head. Behind the right eye of the scarecrow is a star-shaped patch that is a reference to the right eye makeup of lead character Alex in A Clockwork Orange from 1971, played by Malcolm McDowell. This is an inside joke that Roddy McDowell, Andrew the butler and executive producer, is often mistaken for Malcolm McDowell. Despite the similar names, they are not related. When Grant is singing into his seashell, there are a bunch of video boxes stacked near him. One is the porn movie The Pink Clam from 1986. Wow. Just in case you wanted to know. The yacht captain is named Captain Carl. By coincidence, Captain Carl was a character in the Pee Wee Herman sketches, which are also spoofed in the film. The U.S. Coast Guard ship chasing the yacht near the end of the film is the USCGC Point Evans. It was built in Tacoma, Washington and commissioned in 1967. It was decommissioned in 1999 and sold to the Philippine Navy in 2001 and renamed BRP Alberto Navarrete. The ship also appeared in Baywatch in 1989 and the Conspirators consp- and the Conspirators in 1978. This movie was released in 1987 in the Best of Times in 19- from 1986 starring Kurt Russell, released just the year before. There are references to Gigi, who is Kurt Russell's character's wife, and one of the opposing football teams was known as Dr. Death. In Overboard this movie, the letters GG are spray painted on the boys' clubhouse and they are also refer there's also reference to Dr. Death coming to rescue their mother. On the yacht, Joanna and Grant are in bed watching the TV show Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, hosted by Robin Leach. It aired from 1984 to 1995 and gave an insider view of the extravagant lifestyles of the wealthy. There's also a song called that. <laughs> 
One of Dean Prophet's sons has a fixation with Pee Wee Herman. After the boys present Annie with a washing machine, Grant Staten III, Joanna's husband, is dancing to Tequila by the Champs. This is the same song played in the infamous scene where Pee Wee Herman dances at the biker bar in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The Berg... The Burgie trying, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the triangular flag on the yacht is from the Seattle Yacht Club. The film uses official team merchandise of the NBA's Portland Trailblazers. While in Overboard, uh, the movie from 2018, merchandise from another Pacific Northwest uh, based franchise, the NFL Seattle Seahawks, was used. Both franchises would eventually be purchased by Microsoft co founder Paul Allen. When Dean walks in and sees the boys gathered around Annie in a catatonic state, Travis is skimming through a Sports Illustrated magazine from June 2nd, 1986, which features the Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup championship celebrated on the cover. Right after Dean shows Annie doctored photos to prove that they're married, she says glumly, I didn't, mar- I didn't marry very well, did I? The camera immediately shifts to a scene of Grant, her real husband, partying with a bunch of starlets after deserting her, showing that she didn't marry very well in reality. At the end of the movie, this is emphasized when Joanna confirms that the yacht and the money are all hers, meaning that Grant was using for her for her money to live the life of luxury. The name Annie, which Dean Prophet gives to Joanna Staten when he claims her as his wife, is actually one of the nicknames that can be used for the character's real name, Joanna, meaning that after they get together again at the end, Annie is still an appropriate name for her. Honorable mentions. Okay, my honorable mention are the men in that boat who belong to the U.S. Coast Guard. Because they were so funny. And I mean, I don't even know if like maybe this was some of their first time acting, but like their lines and their delivery was just so funny. Oh, sorry. We can't chase after this yacht for love anymore. We have salmon poachers to go and chase. And like they like go off course and then they come back on a course because Dean jumps off and is like, oh, no, the immediate threat is now in the water. We need to get to him. Like. He's what we need to focus on. Who cares about those salmon poachers? And just like their lines, uh, sir, we have another man overboard. Uh, we need to go and pick them up. Oh, sir, we have a woman overboard. Like, just so hilarious. I mean, how could the honorable mention not be that 80s theme song that we've heard 15 times <laughs> oh, throughout it. this film? It's so one. classic. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's all I got. It's great. Oh, God. Played throughout the whole movie like brainwashing. <laughs> Seriously. Which maybe she's got amnesia. Maybe it kind of works. I don't know. Yeah. What should have been. I think in the romantic comedy sphere, there's a lot of films that I think could be deserving of a remake. And I think you just want them to actually live up to the original. And I, I hadn't seen the remake of this film, but I just think like... Let's be thoughtful about our process with remakes, guys, because the what should have been for me is that I wish if a remake was done of this, which it was, that it actually came out of the gate really, really strong. And from what I understand of the remake, it wasn't necessarily the strongest film. Yeah, I, I this one is definitely the more uh, enjoyed movie, I think, uh, not than other than the 90. Yeah, I know. Politically I know. correct, Sarah's here. But Very soft. Thank you. As you heard in the quick facts, this is a loose remake of the Cary Grant, Sophia Loren comedy Houseboat. Right. So, and that one's from 1958. So, I mean, you know, every 20 years, every 30 years, they do the, they redo it. <laughs> this is a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> Overall rewatchability. So I've got chemistry. 
I mean, it is a little bit of an enemies to lovers thing, which typically I hate, but it it wasn't really like that because she had amnesia. It was close, but I thought when the love came through in this film, it really hit for me. It's a five out of five chemistry. Storyline, a 3.5. Uh, thirst Factor, okay, Sarah, we have not talked about this the whole film. Right. Kurt Russell. He's hot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously, I don't know, but objectively, I'm like, hey, strong jawline, clearly pretty fit. <laughs> it's got the classic 80s flow. Yeah. I'm going to go 4.5 Thirst Factor for, you know, the pair of them combined. Imagination of 3.8. Soundtrack. What do you even do for soundtrack here? I'm just going to give it an even three. Mm. They had a song. They stuck to it. You know, they stuck to their guns. <laughs> they Cheese. made us all brainwashed. Yeah. Cheese is the only thing that I thought it was a little cheesy at times. It was a little like 80s campy maybe is better oh. how I would call it. Uh, 2.9 for Cheese. That's an overall score of 3.78 for Dev. Uh, a really, really good watch. I was pleased with this. Okay, my rewatchability is Chemistry 4.5, Storyline 3.9, Thirst Factor 4.2, Imagination 3.8, Soundtrack 2.3, Cheese 2.7 for an overall score of 3.56. Okay. That's that's a that's like a this is a pretty good watch. Totally. Yeah. This is the rom-com rewind of Overboard, wherever you're, the 1987 version. Wherever you're listening, throw us a follow. And as always, the best way you can help at the pod Follow us on Instagram. Be a part of the community. That's what we're trying to build here with the Rom-Com Rewind podcast. Thanks for listening.